going on guys welcome back to another episode of even more about nothing uh it is the most illustrious podcast host this side of the milky way it's your boy mateo as as i'm affectionately known on twitter on the interweb actually funny story so um uh, so like not like changing the handle but changing just like the display name that shows up on your twitter profile for like literally two weeks, I changed it to Matt and then instantly went back to Mateo. And <laughs> I'm in this uh, group chat with a whole bunch of other like creatives, like photographers and stuff like that. And there's like, this was post changing it back to Mateo. Uh, and I only personally know one person in there. Mm-hmm. So to everyone else, like every time they're like referring to me, they're, they're, they're just like, oh, Mateo, that's so cool. It's like, yo, Mateo, what do you blah 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 insert that so they just call me Mateo and I, I just have been too lazy to correct them well <laughs> it's not sure but, I mean, yeah. but yeah that so the legend of it, Mateo yeah. is, is, is slowly approaching the legend of Swaggy P it, it, it really is has that, shoot the three turnaround doesn't go in what is his actual name Nick Young? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, t- I actually forgot. Like, there are moments in time I've forgotten his real name. <laughs> I don't even like, watch basketball and I know this. <laughs> no, but like, it's like, everything is Swaggy P. ESPN doesn't even call him Nick Young anymore. Yeah, Swaggy like, P. It's period. Well, Swaggy um, P. Except um, Doris Ernie, Burke. Ernie. Ernie. Ernie's too old to care about Swaggy <laughs> P. And Doris Burke does not care. Doris Burke is about, is about yeah, business. But, yeah. Anyway, so welcome once again. This is your first time joining us. This is the podcast where we talk about literally nothing and everything at the same time. Facts. Uh, I am joined by not Pink Polo, but a pink shirt Mookie today. Yeah, you know, it's like Pink Polo Mookie is a little much, but it's like 179 degrees outside. So just pink t-shirt Mookie's in the mm. building. A little, a little, a little risque. Might get in a little trouble, but you know we recognize trouble and then we stop. Yeah. Pink Polo Mookie just charges through his Ford F one fifty. Or no, we, we recognize trouble, or enough trouble till someone else mentions it and then he stops. Yeah, exactly. That's and, usually how it goes. Yeah. And then also Rafiki's here with us. No Tibby Tonga today. Yeah. Uh, like we said, once a month we're all here, and then mm-hmm. disappear. <laughs> one hour a month. <laughs> one hour once a month. <laughs> but uh, so if this is your first time listening to the podcast. Welcome aboard. You're in for a ride, I think. Facts. We're uh, going to try and tone down the 17-minute intros. <laughs> or not. You know, we'll see how it goes. We got to keep stay true to who we are. Staples. Facts. Facts. Oh, by the way, I'm Mookie. I go by Mookie833 on the internet. But, you know, if you've been with us for a while, there's a lot of stories behind why at certain pages, I'm just not Mookie833. And that's okay. <laughs> we all make mistakes, people. It's okay. Refer to episode two weeks ago. Yeah. You'll get that story. One day, we need to just have, like, a breakdown episode of just our internet fumbles. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. a lot. Like, honestly, for me, like, I don't publicly on social media mess up a lot, but when I do, it oh, is it's grand and pretty hilarious. I think I've said this on the podcast. I almost never delete anything off Twitter, and one day, out of pure boredom and insomnia, I went through my old, just, like, looking at my old tweets, cringeworthy. Real bad. I might need to, like, just 
start over on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might be better for my entire life. No, I'm life. 13K deep, dog. I 13, can't. Now you, now you stuck. You're stuck. Can't go nowhere. Uh, I feel like it's okay to go ahead and just delete a bunch of stuff if you're less than 10K. Once you get to 10K, it's it's, it's, it's like a rap sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it's there forever. Yeah. And somebody's probably screen capped it already. Yeah. It's... All my most outrageous. Stuff. I'm still waiting for someone to hit me like when I'm like semi marginally known, like at least this side of the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, someone's just about to be like, "Yo, yo, dog, remember where you came from?" Throws it at me. <laughs> remember <laughs> where you came from? We knows about you. <laughs> it's like, oh snap! People watching me like that. I've always wondered if people have ever like live tweeted me, like just seeing me in an account or, like a stranger. Like sometimes I live tweet when I see people doing dumb stuff in Starbucks and stuff like the that. The greatest. I, those those are my favorite tweets when I get on Twitter and Mateo is mid thread. I'm like, oh, time to jump in. It's story time. Yeah. <laughs> so, what you need to bring back, by the way? Yeah, story time I, when Mateo needs to come. I, I have not done that in a while. There, there's one that I that I can do, and I'm I, I'll probably do it at some point. But bars. I ever wonder if someone's ever watching me is just like, yo, this guy's wild, and I gotta I gotta live tweet this real quick because I'm just still waiting for the day where I just hop on and someone tweet about me and goes viral. Facts. I think that's how I'm gonna be my soulmate, low key. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that you're not viral with some of the tweets you do. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. some of the things I say on Twitter are so reckless. I should have been I should have I should have been the victim of a roast for by Jesus and Meryl a couple times. But you know, hey, it's okay. We so far we good. We good. <laughs> It's like, look, hey, nobody paying us no minds is kind of going into the void. If someone catches on to it seven years later, we're better people then, hopefully. But nothing's ever uh, promised. Nothing's promised, nothing's taken. You know? No, hey, listen, the way I see it, no risk, no reward. And I'm out here just taking all the risks. Yep. I've hit that threshold where it's just like, I'm going to just send it anyways. Like, if people find it funny, people find it funny. If they're marginally offended, oh, well, this is who I am. Facts. It's kind of like that one tweet I saw. It's just like... Uh, shoot your shot. She may be an ugly dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. I had I had I had to like that, retweet that, unretweet it, and then retweet it with a comment because they can't quote that. Re- no, just, it's still quote tweets. All right, quote tweet it because quality, quality tweet right there. <laughs> Highly underrated tweet. And right every there. every day, I wake up. I plug into the matrix known as Twitter, and I am more and more convinced. That we are all facets of the same being. I mean, have you seen some of the things? Never mind, I can't talk about those. Those are secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, uh, the other day, um, I saw this tweet, and it, I originally saw the quote tweet. The quote tweets is what went viral. Uh, those are always the best, where you have, like, those little, like, threads, or you have, yep. like, those small phrases, and people just quote tweet, and, like, the quote tweet blows up or whatever. And then you open up the actual tweet, and it's just, like, five likes. <laughs> but, uh... Someone had quote tweeted and all they said was, this is chaotic evil. Now, if you guys are familiar with like uh, human tendency squares, there's like nine squares where there's like uh, lawful, neutral and chaotic. And then Mm -hmm. there's good, neutral and evil. And then obviously chaotic evil being the worst. So it's kind of like a fallout ending. Yeah. Uh, Where they just like do it just because they can uh, there's like no planning. There's no like reason. They just want to, so they do. But it, the best, the best way to like encapsulate that is um, from probably the best quote from probably the best Batman movie of all time. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yes, that is the definition of chaotic. And evil. this is exactly <laughs> what the spread was. So someone years ago, uh, as a gift, got a giant pencil. 
like a giant usable pencil. Like I am talking bigger than like your hand, like one hand can actually like wrap around. That's usable. hilarious. Not like overtly big, but like very big, like obnoxiously big. And they have had it in like their bag in class waiting for someone to ask to use a pencil. Oh! <laughs> 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 Yo. And so Yo. <laughs> when then they they and they're just like waiting, waiting for that one person to like like pat their pockets, like not have it and like how they described it was like and they just see them look over and it's like, "Hey, yes, I'm the right with." He's like, "Well, I don't have a pen, but I have a pencil." And obviously like as a college student, you know, like leaving your pencil, you're like, yo, anything will work. At this point, I need anything. Anything will work. And then, and then, and then they just mentioned like being straight faced because that's like the key to selling this, like to make it so glorious. <laughs> and just like taking this giant pencil out of their bag and handing it to them and then watching them go through all five <laughs> stages of grief. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> because they don't have a choice. <laughs> They have no choice. And, they have to use the pencil. And the best part, the way they, the way they ended it was, <laughs> every time this happened, they always take it. Because <laughs> they have no choice. Oh, my God. And so I just love someone quote is like, this is chaotic evil. And I was just amazing. like, yes. Amazing. <laughs> oh, God bless them. <laughs> so staying true to our 17-minute intro, let's go ahead and hop into our weekend review. Uh, Rafiki, how was your week? <laughs> my week, my week's been good. Uh, just been gaming quite a bit. Got back to Horizon Zero Dawn. Facts. Um, so I'm I'm pretty much done with the main part of Frozen Wilds. It's it's taken a while, but I finished that main last mission. We got one more errand. Dude, I love that game so much. Like that game is. It definitely has a lot of replay value. You can just sit there and try to get the trophies and not really worry about the story or anything. So now now that I've kind of finished that up and I'll finish that last errand in the DLC, then I'll probably go back do New Game Plus because I'm four trophies away from Platinum. Mm-hmm. Nice. Four trophies away. So uh, I can't I can't let that slide, you know, to be so close and yet so far. You know. Gotta go get it. So, yeah, that's uh, been a lot of my week. Um, and obviously the World Cup's coming to an end, so watch the finals. Um, so for us tomorrow, for you guys, that would have been yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Where are you, Mookie? Um, family's in town. Um, shout out to the family. Uh, cousin coming to have her baby. Uh, so I've been kicking it with my cousin. Uh, as far as, like, personal stuff, I don't really have time for personal anything. Work and school are killing me. Uh, but the little downtime I have was spent doing two things. Watching Brooklyn Nine Nine and playing that the Division. So good. I, I've rewatched like, and sometimes I watch it and fall asleep. I'm like, man, I want to make sure I get the whole episode, so I wake up and rewatch the episode. Uh, so a lot of that going on, and then playing a lot of the Division. Uh, I don't know what happened, but that game got its claws back in me. It's bad. Uh, it's bad. Like I get on, I do the dailies, I do the weeklies, I do the missions, and running, running boss like doing a boss run, running end game content, trying to again like the game is virtually done. It's better than it's ever been. They're no, they're probably not going to put out any more content since they've already announced Division Two is coming out March of next year. But for some reason, I can't put that game down. Mind you, I have like four trophies away from the God of War, like platinum. 
but I still haven't finished that because Division is just so good right now. Um, and again, it speaks to Ubisoft doing that, taking a shift away from like their annual releases and like their teams, massive, and all these other like Ubisoft being a publisher and having this mindset of like we have these games, we're gonna stick with them, we're gonna follow them through. Rainbow Six Siege is on top of its game. Like Ghosts, like somehow has this massive like underground following. Division has a ton of people back playing it. Division currently has more con- congruent players than Destiny Two does. Like think about that. Like Division that came, crashed, and burned now has more congruent players than. Destiny 2. Says something about Destiny 2. But other than that, just chilling, trying to make it, trying to survive, buying way too many shoes. Mm -hmm. I just got to say that the Air Max 270 might be the best shoe Nike's put out this year. Uh, But other than that, you know, trying to make it. I have to give that shout out to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. When you said Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I have to give that shout out to Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it's given Caitlin and I a lot of fun moments because she's never seen it before, so we've been rewatching. Um, and she's fallen in love with that show and sends me a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine memes. Bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I always just like going like watching Instagram stories and like seeing when people are watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like there was someone uh, uh, that uh, I follow uh, and like she was somewhere or whatever. I like because all of a sudden, like everyone on Twitter says, Instagram just turned to Ask FM again. Yep. <laughs> and so then like she's like replying to one of them and like Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on. Uh, the TV while she was watching it or whatever, and I just commented like, "Dude, Brooklyn Nine Nine is the absolute best or whatever." It's, it's just a nice little community. It's almost a cult, but it's right now it's just a community. It's close. Uh, <laughs> Yippee Kaye! <laughs> We're one Peralta statue away from being a cult. Yes, one one statue away. Well, actually, I take it back. One Gina statue away from being. Yeah, I, was no. say, <laughs> I would I would peg Gina first because the way she talks about herself. Well, and the way the, and Gina or Hitchcock and Scully. I mean, you're not wrong. Like if, the if, second if there one, is a, if there is a statue dedicated to Hitchcock and Scully, we are officially a cult. Facts. No questions facts. asked. Fair. Okay. Is it because they they would be quote unquote the last ones considered to be getting a statue compared to like Gina, who's like first in line? Or to like, be honest, they're the most outlandish. Facts. Like Gina, Gina, Gina's, Gina's wildin', but Hitchcock and Scully. Yo, when Gina created her G-Hive, the I, G-Hive. Got, I died. Oh, my Submit! God. You just got you submit! <laughs> but, uh, oh, anyways, yeah, my week hasn't been too bad. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's been, like, overtly weird. Like, people have just been weird this week. I don't Facts. know why. I agree with that. Twitter's been popping. But the city's just been weird. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, oh. maybe it's H1N1. I don't know. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline, he says. <laughs> well. But, uh, so, like I said, Twitter's been wild. And if you guys don't follow me on any of the social media, at Matt underscore YouTube, I feel like I'm hilarious. It'd be worth it. I second that opinion. Retweet. Quote tweet. Yeah, I'm not allowed to make any recommendations without someone seconding this on the show. If you've been rocking those for a minute, you remember the episode where they officially made that statement and rule. Mm-hmm. But I'm also higher up, so I can do whatever I want. I do what I want. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I still love it because uh, I told you about my mantra at work or whatever. Yeah. Just, uh, like, one of our sales guys, he just likes, like, poking and prodding people or whatever. He's, he's just that kind of person. He's a fun guy, but he, he's just like that person just like, oh, this bothers you? Okay, let's, let's just keep poking and see what happens. And so then uh, he was asking me to do something. And I just remember, like, I, I quipped off and, like, retorted something, like, I don't even remember, whatever the first thing that came to my mind was. 
And and he's just like, geez, when did you get so stingy? And then, like, because we're sitting, like, across the wall, over the wall from each other. And I just remember, I was like, I do what I want. Within reason. <laughs> Within reason. Oh, yeah, man. Anyways, enough of that. Let's go ahead uh, get into the show. Everything that's happened this week. And it, it's, it's been pretty interesting. Not like usually what like we would consider like a big week. And everything's still it's kind of like it's, finally hitting that slowdown from the post E three like sugar crash. It's really, really, really slow right now. And, and basically all areas of uh interest that we're involved in, short of like My Hero Academia just kind of going strong everything's kind of been slowed down mm-hmm. it's the summer season everyone's on vacation um there's not really a bunch of games coming out right now so this is a time to catch up on all your trophies all the games you haven't played clear some of those games in the backlog because the sports season is around the corner um i saw this new story i think it was a couple weeks ago i was thoroughly disappointed but i'm ho- i still have hope for this game movie being the best movie of all time spider-man is gonna have nicholas cage voicing one of something into the spideyverse yes no, I thought, I thought, wait, I thought... Really, was, Nicolas Cage is going to be in it? I saw Nicolas Cage, but I thought it was a casting for his live movie. He's, no, he's doing something into the Spider-Verse. He's voicing something. I was thoroughly disappointed check. by that. I just don't want Nicolas Cage anywhere near this, because I feel like Into the Spider-Verse could be the best Marvel movie of all time. Look, the man saved America... By stealing the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to need you to stop right now. I'm going to need you to... No national treasure references on this podcast. Can that immediately go on the ban list? I Rejected. Motion. Motion rejected. We'll file a motion again next week if Timmy Tunga is hopefully here. So, um... So, okay. Um, so, yes, he is in... So, that was announced earlier the last week. And then... I see something here about him being added to, I'm assuming this, but I don't think that's Venom movie. I think it's... I really hope not. Yeah. I, if he's in the Venom movie, I want him to be one of those side characters that's on the street that makes a cameo and gets killed immediately. Yeah. I would say um, that. Nope. Vernon. But... You know, like, so, uh, it almost looks... So, the, the R and the N are so close. Sometimes when you read it together, you're just like, oh, is that an M? Yeah, so, as long so as it's not Venom, it almost looks like I'm Venom. Fine. So I think we're fine. Speaking of uh, the yeah, Spider-Man universe. There actually was an interesting update. So uh, the latest trailer that they gave us for Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse uh, finally showed us Peter Parker. Yep. Because we knew Miles Morales and Peter Parker were going to be coexisting in this movie to yep. some degree. We don't know how long, how far that will span across the movie, but they will be together sharing scenes. Peter Parker will take him under his wing and kind of like show him the ropes. Then this is old Peter Parker. Yes. This is Peter this is Parker. Parker. This is married Peter Parker with the kid Peter yeah. Parker. Been around the block. He's like, I'm getting too old for this junk. Facts. Almost get off my lawn, Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Borderline. I mean, like, even in the comments, it wasn't quite... I wasn't. I can't remember if he actually had gray hair or the lighting just made it look like he had gray hair. Yeah. But he's old. Yeah. He's old. He's older. He's, got, he's, got, he's definitely got a 401k. Yeah. But, oh, he has to. If he got a kid, he has to. But... Uh, one of the surprise showings at the end was they also showed Spider-Gwen. Yes! Which was so hyped because I don't think anyone saw that coming. I honestly didn't. Uh, I The ones I figured for sure were like Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and then I didn't know who they were going to choose for Iron Spider, but um, we still don't have that even though I still think that's coming unless it's a different Peter Parker. I think we're supposed to... Uh, well, did I hear word there's supposed to be four of them? F- like four like... 
As of right now, no one knows because it's all just kind of wide open, especially like, after I, showing Spider Gwen. We're not sure who, like, how many uh-huh. is going to be included in this. If it's just going to be an army of Spider Men taking on whatever villain is going to show their head. Um, but Spider Gwen, also in comics, is getting a name upgrade. Yes, sir. They, About time, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I believe they're calling uh, Ghost Spider or Ghost? Mm-hmm. Ghost Spider. I prefer, I would have liked it if it was just straight up Ghost, but Ghost Spider makes more sense. Um, and again, I think it's time to like get a little bit of separation from the idea that um, Spider-Gwen is, is Gwen Stacy, and mm-hmm. it's, like, it ties, it technically like forever links Spider-Gwen with Peter Parker. Yeah. And in order for that character to, who's honestly so dope, so underrated, and so slept on, to like progress in her own way and have her own mature story, mm-hmm. I think that the name separation is a good is a good first step in the right direction, if you ask me. Yeah. Agreed. But, and obviously with that comes a little bit of like a costume tweak, uh, which looks really dope. I'm super excited for it. Like, I've never really gotten into Spider-Gwen. Like, you've always, like, if you know about Spider-Man, you know a little bit about the people that surround them, the different universes of spider heroes that are there. But I'm really excited for this. It kind of reminded me. I was like, "Is that is that a Danny Phantom changeup?" <laughs> <laughs> they just do the the DM they, they just do the, the, the Danny Phantom changeup. Yeah. Shout out to Danny Phantom for being straight up savage. Yeah. That show, was, that that show was a little show. ahead of his edge. Like it was a little on the edge, but it was dope. Dude. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the fact I follow Butch Hartman, the guy who writes it, he actually tells fun stories about Danny Phantom all the time. Yeah. Also, he drew... Did you ever see the video that he aged everybody? Yeah, so, like, he, he's done, like, <laughs> two or three, like, ten years later videos for and some of the characters. No, Danny Phantom and, looks yeah. dope. But, but you know. it... So, we're super excited about that. Uh, also, if you've even been listening to us anywhere in the past six to eight months, there was one consistent thing that we always talked about. Like, inside the general category of anime... There's like subsets. Yeah. And there's one that always showed a Ted. That's Dragon Ball Super. Facts. Because it was ending at that point in time. Especially Facts. around Nakakon. That was insane. Yes, it was. Uh, and then once it ended, sad day. It, it was a great way for it to go out. Went out with a bang. One of the most iconic moments that will go down in anime history. Literally, we were all in the same hotel room watching it. And everyone started screaming when the whole... I, if you haven't seen it by this point popped up then sorry Android pops up and it's like yo freeze us back we're literally like we're literally screaming at the yeah. top of our lungs at this point great moment great yeah. great moment but anyways uh, so they ended it because of some schedule TV scheduling and station switch ups over in Japan uh, and they said there was going to be a show coming later uh, that would be Dragon Ball related we weren't sure if it would be a sequel or something that follows up they introduced Dragon Ball Heroes but they also said there was going to be a movie that ties into the super universe. Yeah. And we weren't sure what it was. We got a small snippet of Goku powering up to fight someone. We weren't sure who it is. We now know who it is or who is involved. We are getting another Broly movie. Facts. Fan favorite Broly, who is now officially canon for all you daughters out there. Um, Broly's dope. However, so what does that do for the previous movies? So none of the previous movies are actually canon, though. But I, if, you saw, if, you, if you saw, uh, so there was also an interview that Akira Toriyama did. Uh, while he did do the character design for Broly, he was never directly involved in any of the movies, obviously. Uh, so he 
while keeping in mind of how Broly's already been previously perceived, he is going to take that into account while also adding a different side to him that'll make him a bit more intriguing as a character, is what he said. I mean, look at um, Jiren. The progression of that character within that fight. You could start that fight thinking one thing about that character and end that fight feeling completely different about that character. That mindset, that storytelling, that progression applied to Broly makes me super excited. Mm-hmm. Super, I mean, he did it to Frieza. Frieza, for crying out loud. Yeah. The king of elves. <laughs> <laughs> Redeemed himself in a major way. Um, so I'm just, I'm, the way I'm thinking about like villain, progression, like Jiren's story, character progression applied all the way to... Broly, just really, like, we just don't know what could happen at this point. Yeah. And that's the most interesting part is, like, as a fan, as, like, a periphery fan who was, like, I was never always into it, but I was always around it, and I always peeked my head when things, when big things were happening. Like I said, I didn't watch Super. I watched memes about Super, and that's how I watched the entire, I know everything that happened through the memes. (laughs) Shout out to Twitter. Mm. Um, But, like, this, I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. And... And anyone that's watched the previous Broly movies, there, there's three movies, four movies? I think it's three. It's three. Uh, that they've done. It, he's always just been, like, the the rumored legendary Saiyan that they've talked about throughout the series. But he's just a, a giant muscle head that only follows pure instinct and rage. I'm interested to see how they're going to make like evolve him intellectually. Like that's what I'm really excited that's the, about. That's the big thing because he's yeah he's all raw strength and power. So, and at the same time, Akira Toriyama noted that they've already played a little bit with it. What especially with Kale, uh, uh, no, not Kale, uh, Khalifa, uh, Khalifa. So Kale's sister or whatever Protégé. when she turned into uh, yeah the the Broly state essentially. I was like, yo, is this what, like is this how they're incorporating Broly into the thing? But uh, also keep so that K- in mind. the one that went into the really Khalifa is the one that could. Uh, now I'm confused. No, Khalifa is the Kale is the one that like the leader. Khalifa is the one that went into the Broly state. I think uh, oh, hang on. No, I mean I'm. You can fact check me. I'll I'll give you the receipts. But. I'll give you the receipts. But keeping in mind that that is what uh, has already been shown in the show. Yeah, yeah. How they can differentiate and still give us something interesting. Also, the Frieza Force K- will be Kale's there. the one that goes into the Broly state. All right. Receipts rescinded. <laughs> but uh, also, Frieza Force will be involved in it. So I'll be interested to see how that comes into so play Frieza's as well. So going to be involved? Well, his the Frieza Force is what they said. Mm, interesting. But it's supposed to be debuting in North America in 2019. Super excited about it. You guys, let us know what you think. Tweet at us at E-Man Podcast. Let us know what you think of the Broly movie, what you're excited for, or if you think they should be doing another Broly movie. I know some people are very excited. I know some people are not excited. All the Broly fans are out here just championing this movie. Yeah. I've seen some things on Facebook, and like I'm never on Facebook, but I saw some hate on Facebook the other day. <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. Oh, man. And um, another excellent point to talk about how dope Brooklyn Nine-Nine is. Uh, Peralta sucks at trivia, except he goes, I know all the names of all the Transformers, even in, even the evil ones. 
Grimlock anyone? And then he gets invited to uh, trivia night specifically about Transformers, and it has stage fright. <laughs> um, but yeah, great episode. I really like that episode. But the real, only reason I mentioned that is to talk about Bumblebee, which I'm nervous about, but they've revealed villains for the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the movie. Um, show. I hope it's not a show. I, it, uh, it, it's, at this point, I hate to say this because I was right about this. It's giving me Supergirl vibes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be good at all. Yeah. And we and we have the questions like, Michael Bay's not doing this. Director is Travis Knight. I'm not. Uh, so we won't be getting mass explosions when a trash can falls over. Facts. That's a good part. For me, and, the design of Bumblebee is not great. Mm-hmm. I get what they're trying to do. The face looks like an actual Bumblebee. It's a beetle. Um, I get where they're trying to go with the character. They went really old. The thing is, with that design and that look and how Bumblebee is, they went really old. They school. went old school, but trying to like invigorate. So like, they it's like it's a split. They went with like an old school design, but they're still going with this nonsense where Bumblebee can't talk and only uses like radio and all these other things. And I'm just like, I, pick one. Like again, I know in the cartoons, Bumblebee. They went with the whole Vodralize or whatever. Radio spoke through Nixon's voice and all these other things. I just don't like it. I personally don't like it. I don't. Again, I don't see where they're going with it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a Transformer movie, where is Optimus? Um, Who's going to tell the, the, the Autobots well, to roll out? Huh? Well, it's just him at this point in time. Unless there is someone that... Well, wasn't Bumblebee a scout anyways? Yeah. yeah Bumblebee, Bumblebee was, was a, scout. a scout. So, like, I th- like from th- if they go from that aspect, it makes sense. Because, yes, he's a scout. He goes ahead. He, he's the number one. Fine. I don't, I don't disagree with that. But at this point, like, the, the caliber of villains that they're showing, which is what we're getting into... Yeah. Which, and I don't know, because previously we speculated that Starscream is the one mainly he's going to be facing off with. But that's not the case. Yeah, it's not. Uh, Starscream will be shown, I would assume, unless that trailer is just a little le- le- left dodge juke, breaking ankles while you're running for the, to the touchdown. But we're getting two, they call describe them as muscle car Decepticons. Scatter and dropkick. And... And one Angela Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bassett, uh, I like. Muscle car Decepticons, okay. I don't, I'm not a big fan of muscle cars anyway. But if we are, if Starship is the big villain, Bumblebee's going to get killed. Well, see, that's the thing. I think that nah, Starscream well. won't play that big of an impact from the Unless Starscream is going to be acting as, like, the orchestrator leading the Decepticons, yeah. and then it's... Again, I guess... In my head, I've played out this movie multiple times. Bumblebee maybe gets one dub out of 80? Well, and here... Okay, so here's here's how it is. Because in the trailer, it already looks like it gets his butt kicked. Yeah. That's so true. so here, here's how they described it. So Shatter and Dropkick, so played by Angela Bassett and Justin Thoreau, mm-hmm. respectively. Uh, they, as Bumblebee goes to Earth, as a scout, I assume that's what it is, they're actually tracking him down. So it will closely follow those two with maybe Starscream asking, uh, acting as the, like, 
the operator or like liaison or something yeah the liaison or like the head where it's just like all right you guys like get me that bug kind of thing mm-hmm. um but i don't foresee him and bumblebee actually like throwing down i think it'll just be b up against shatter and drop kick okay and that's the angel bassett as a voice actor i like but can they make what is the compelling cat? Like, what is the compelling draw for these two characters? Because I have no idea. So if everyone is new. So why, actually, am I, why, why, why am I interested in this? Here's a thought. Here's a thought. Um, if it is still within the Transformer universe, okay. If it is still within it, isn't it that Bumblebee got into a fight with Megatron? That's how he lost his voice box mm-hmm. in the in the theory. So in theory, he maybe scouted somewhere fought Megatron, lost his voice box, fled, and that's how somehow he ended up on Earth. Theory. That could be the possibility. Maybe that's why he's beat up early, and then that's why we have the tracking. That's okay. that's what makes sense to me. I don't yeah, know what that makes thought. sense to me, but again, I don't know. And um, we'll see. Um, director Travis Knight, is this his first Transformers movie? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so because Michael Bay did Bay did the other the other ones. ones, yeah. So um, we'll see what Travis has in, in in store for us. Granted that you know the last Transformer also had night in the name. I mean, it wasn't great. <laughs> Marky Mark did his best. Oh, yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch can also only also do so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm am just saying you you can only save the I earth so much by saying uh, say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have preferred a Ted 3 over there. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, let us know what you think of the Bumblebee movie. Again, tweet at us at Eman Podcast. But even though we're talking about E3, everyone's slowing down. We are approaching one of the most second most exciting thing to happen in the year. Facts. San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. In terms of Comic-Con, this is like the Comic-Con to be at if, you're, if, if you want to see all the yeah. new announcements, all yeah. the new... Trailers, uh, trailers, the and the panels, the guests. Yes, all everything. Of that. Nothing but illustrious guests. Nothing but illustrious guests. And San Diego, it's finest. San Diego Comic Con is the biggest Comic Con in the world. And I like, I think New York Comic Con is the second biggest. But as far as fanfare, you've, reveals, you've got, all you've got that, four majors. Yeah, I mean, San Diego Comic Con is literally the like biggest one. Like head and shoulders. One. Yeah, like head and shoulders above everyone else. New York is huge, but you don't quite get the you don't quite get the fervor and the fanfare. Um, especially because it's in New York and the time of year that it happens. Most of the big reveals happen at Comic San Diego, and then the others follow it throughout the year. So mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con is the big one, and then oh, we, we follow through uh, with the rest. And there's so much that's going on. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is going to be at San Diego Comic-Con this You're... year. Now under the guise, well, the guise, or the uh, fervent wing protection of NBC. You're... Uh, the Lord and Saviors of the Internet, as blasphemous as that may sound. <laughs> uh, Disney, we still want to get bought by you. You know, we just we just like Berlin and that a lot. Yeah, We're just we do. I mean, you let Fox mess up. But <laughs> anyways, even though they're not like purchased by them yet. Anyways. So just like that's where everything's happening. Uh, obviously, the Marvel properties, the Avengers panel. Uh, I just saw Tom Holland on Instagram talking about being at San Diego Comic-Con. Can't wait to see everyone there. Yeah. Tom Holland's probably like the most fun person that I would like want to interact with at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He definitely seems to be, like, he's embraced the role of being the young Spider-Man 
wholeheartedly. He's doing well. And again, I think I was right. I think the whole Tom Holland really leaked the name. I think it yeah, was yeah. a marketing ploy. Yeah, yeah, it Obviously, it's a marketing ploy. The kid's smarter than that. But he, he's just playing into everything that they want to do with that character so well. Again, in my opinion, he is the best Spider-Man and the best Peter Parker we've ever seen. I think Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man, Spider-Man trash Peter Parker. Yeah. Maguire, trash everything. <laughs> he, had, he had certain moments, but uh, Maguire but was But then just, Spider-Man 3 always pops up. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 always pops up. <laughs> anyway, Maguire movies were great because all the villains were better than Spider-Man. Yeah. So let's just put it that way. Um, but moving on. Anyway, so that's happening. It's actually happening July 19th through the 21st. I think this is actually the first time that besides E3, we're anticipating something, and yeah. we gave them the dates before it actually happened. Everything else has always been retrospectively. It's always like, hey, guys, San Diego Comic-Con just happened. Yeah, we are. Um, this, this is what happened. This is what we're breaking down. Because there's a lot of things going on. Ant-Man 2, out. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, also, this is, this is a time where we're hoping to get a glimpse as to what's going to happen in the future of the big Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And Avengers Comic-Con, 4. Yeah, Avengers 4. And Comic-Con is a great time for them yeah. to give us hints. You know, they might not. Somehow, someway, someone always managed to sneak a phone and get to sneak peek in there. I'm not going to watch it. And then, I'm just too... And I'm then too 10, hours, 10 hours later, there's a cease and desist on yeah. all channels. But uh, we'll get something from somewhere, from someone, about what's going on within the Marvel Universe and how um, Thanos' dub affects the, the whole universe. Yeah, which we'll talk about that during Ant-Man and Wasp uh, portion of this because it's pretty interesting. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that, like we said, July 19th to the 21st, we're super stoked about it, what's going to happen there, uh, plus all the gaming stuff that comes out. Yeah, a lot of gaming stuff has been coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, um, which is good for us gamers, and, um, especially, <laughs> especially just because, uh, Microsoft has been doing a better job. Sony is a bit, in, Sony's in a bit of hot water with how they're treating, um, cross-play, but other than that, we get some decent news. Um, with Kojima being Kojima, there's high speculation. He might reveal a little bit more about Death Stranding. The more we know about that game, the more confused we get. But the people who yeah, play it... Oh, my goodness. The funny thing is, like, everyone is on the internet who hasn't played the game is like, the more he shows this game, the more confused I get. The people behind the scenes who've played this game is like, oh, cool. The more he shows, the more I understand. I'm over here just lost. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep watching content until that game is out. Um... But and more video game news. Todd Howard was, you know, president of uh, Bethesda and head of many, many projects that we know, particularly the biggest, longest, lasting game of all time, Skyrim. Obviously not the biggest, but that game has been released on every platform you can think of. I Next is your Samsung fridge. Literally said, as long as people keep buying this game, we will keep re-releasing it. And it was like, could you retroactively put out the game? They're like, yeah, why not? If people want it, we'll do it. So I'm just waiting for the day they announce uh, Skyrim on Apple Watch, and then I will just uh, proceed to drop out of school and live underneath the box and uh, play Skyrim on my Apple Watch. Right. No, I mean, they said they're going to release the game forever. They're going to turn it into a Bethesda classic to where you can play it everywhere and anywhere. Um, But I think they've actually moved on to Elder Scrolls VI, which is going going I, I i'm predicting that that game is going to destroy my life so i'm just 
going to stay single and uneducated until that game comes up. Because yeah. if I'm in any sort of winning position and that game drops, it's all going to fail. It's all going to well, fall Well, you're apart. ahead of the game on that one. <laughs> right? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> all right. But first of all, let's talk about what's happening with your boys at Konami. I don't know because they're jacking up. Uh, their business model is falling apart. They're talking about re-releasing pachinko machines for Metal Gear Solid. But most of all, the thing that has them in hot water again is that uh, a bunch of fans of PT, the remake of... Um, which featured Norman Reedus and was Kojima-led thing. Um, obviously, we all know about that horrid thing that happened. Um, is being pulled. Kojima has said cease and desist that no, they don't want the fan the fan made product to ever release because they want to protect the the property. But it was this basic legal talk about we want to protect the viability of our property for the future generation, blah, 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 blah. But they basically stopped fans of a game. Um, PT was the remake of Silent Hill. They've stopped the fans of making it. And now everyone's pissed at Kojima. Uh, not Kojima, but Konami. Um, so good job in uh, further cementing your own demise. And, you know, that's another nail in the Konami coffin, at least within the video game. Which is sad because Konami has such a legendary history with video games. Mm-hmm that I just don't know what is causing them to make such horrible business decisions. Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force? Fire. So many hours on Like, Duel Academy mm-hmm. on the PSP? So many hours on that. Yes. But, um, you know what? Hope they figure it out. But um, let's move away from bad news and into something a little bit more. Pokemon Let's Go! Let's Go! It's just a little bit closer to that. Um, so they have Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, kind of like a recreation of yellow and red. Mookie, is your sister playing that Switch? Uh, it's been given away. You've got to be kidding me. Yep. And I talked to your mom about it, and yep. your mom said, we'll talk later. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a discussion that happened, I was not involved, things happened, it's gone. I, I you might have to talk to your mom. You, you heard it here first, guys. The first heartbreak that we will hear on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the first heartbreak. We already, <laughs> like, we already heard about one heartbreak oh, on the yeah, podcast. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally, the day your mom wanted, so I walk. Quick backstory my mom does not care about video games in the slightest. Pops bought us a 64 and a Super NES, and my mom hid it for us for like three summers straight. And so she, like, Pops eventually, like, yo, you gotta let these boys play the game. And the only game we're allowed to play with moms was uh, Mario um, and Mario 64 and the N64. Moms would actually, she actually got down on that. She cleared two levels by herself. Super and stuff. But mom hates video games. She goes to a, a barbecue, no, a little cookout. A little firework show, barbecue slash cookout, you know, whichever you want to call it. It was, it was a community organized thing. And they had a, a drawing for a Nintendo Switch. The one human being who cares nothing about the Switch gets her name put in the hat. And she gets picked. And so, as soon as they call mom's name, my little sister runs up, grabs the switch. Rafiki runs up, like, "Hey, at the Florence, let me cop that." And she's like, "No, it's mine." She doesn't even know how to turn it on. Yeah, but then I, lo- I looked because your sister, your sister had to give the assassin that attitude. No, it's mine. Your mom needed a chair, and I gave her my chair, so you don't get to have it. I'm like, uh, "Calm down. Are you even gonna play it?" I looked at your mom. I said, "Is she really gonna play it?" She's I, I said, she's probably going to give it up in about a month. Your mom goes, in like a day. <laughs> yeah, so uh, mom's, mom's finesse the situation. Shout out to Nigerians. Staying finessing. Yes, yes. Uh, but no, the switch was given away to, uh, I'll tell you, off camera. But, you know. Off camera. Off podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind the scenes. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, let's go. Uh, is inching closer and closer coming to us. 
What have you said? It's, Recreation of, like, yellow and red. Yeah, a Nintendo Switch game, Pokemon game. It's not the one I want because the way, from my understanding, is all of your games, all the Pokemon you've acquired in Pokemon Go, you can't actually use them. They just well, go in right now. What I've heard is you can, but what happens is you transfer from Pokemon Go to Let's Go, but you can't do it the other way around. Oh, so you can use them in Let's Go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can send from Pokemon Go to Let's Go. Well, it's time to get back on the Pokemon Go trail then. And we're going to talk about that. You know why? Because Gen 4 is coming to Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, that means? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, means yeah, 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 yeah. Chimchar. That means Piplup. And I forget the Grass-type Pokemon because he's irrelevant. Irrelevant. Because we don't really care about Infernape. Turtwig. I think that was it. Turtwig? Are you sure? Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds right. Yeah. Um, then Ash used him. Um, yeah, he had him. He irrelevant. Had, yeah. No, he had a Chimchar. He had a Chimchar. And oh, he that's had right. He did. That was the first time he didn't have all those, three yeah, starters. He had two of the three. All and he I got up to Chimchar say, later. All I got to say is Chimchar dope, but. Empoleon. Empoleon. And if you ask me, greatest fire starter Pokemon of all time. Besides Charizard, who is, in my opinion, the greatest Pokemon of all time. Yeah. Blaziken. Like, Blaziken. Nothing beats Blaziken. Yeah. But you still Fighting fire type fam? He can literally hit you with flamethrower and then mega punch. Your health is going away. Yo fam, Sky Uppercut? Go away. Yo, the first time I had that combo, I was like, man, I set him on fire and then hit him with the, with the mega punch. And then I had double kick in there. Fam. Talk about melting, folks. Dude. I remember the first time they showed Blaziken in uh, the show, and I was like, yo, what Pokemon is this? What Pokemon is this? Because it was a Master Quest before he went to the Hoenn region. Yep. And I think the guy's name was, like, Harrison. It's weird that I remember that. But he, like, Ash faced him, and he's just, it was Charizard versus Blaziken. And, you know, Ash caught the L because in the tenure of 20 years of Pokemon, Ash never wins. It never wins. The only thing he's ever won is the Battle Frontier. Which I don't understand how my, Mans has some of the greatest Pokemon of all time take some of the most legendary L's of all time. All these legendary Pokemon has a kind of single one. He might have the most legendary Pikachu alive. Facts. But another legendary Pokemon. He's he's literally run into Mewtwo a handful of times. Mew. Mew, Celebi, the legendary dogs... Homie woke up and saw Suicune staring at him in the face. I was like, oh, hi. He's like, oh, yo. Yeah, Lugia, hello. Yes. Latias, Latias. He's he's freaking a (laughs) ho-ho. He's a ho-ho. I'm Uh, I'm just like, ah. Like, Ash is probably the most aggravating uh, trainer in the entire Pokemon series. And it's about him. Ash versus Red, though. Ash versus Red is probably my favorite. Have you have you seen that theory of like the idea like there's a theory that goes around because I think every time Ash starts a new journey, there's a mom and a son that walks through that have been caught, I think, well, in several I, I, seasons. I've, I've seen something like that except with the movies and it's a mom and a daughter. Okay, well, either it's a mom and a child, but this is like in the TV series that mm-hmm. people have caught and it's like similarly dressed, same like design style that like it's the mom telling a story mm-hmm. every time they go to a new city yeah. and so Ash is that kid because Ash never ages and yeah. we're like yo this is like even if in the grand scheme of things Ash did things in a few months because that's generally what it is he he beats all the badges you know gets all the badges and he's like oh the league starts in two months I gotta get ready okay 
So at that point, like, even if you did two seasons combined into one, that's like six, seven months. Yeah. You've been doing this for 20 years. It's got to be at least 10 years. Yeah. All I got to say is if that is true, that mom's the most legendary storyteller of all time. All time. All time. Undefeated. All time. Never lost. Never lost. She's uh, the LeVar Ball of Pokemon. Facts. <laughs> yeah, I'm ne- every Pokemon trainer I get from now on is named LeVar. Lovar, Lovar, just because I'm, I'm, listen, I'm throwing, I'm throwing all the Pokeballs, I'm, I'm, I'm catching you, everything. I'm sure you've been my son, LeBrongelo. LeBrongelo! <laughs> oh, man, no, I can't, I can't, I, I just can't wait for basketball season to start, and for LeVar Ball to be courtside when LaMelo, when, uh, Lonzo and LeBron are on the court at the same time. I just want to see what kind of antics happen. Yeah. I just want to see what happens. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a new game on the horizon that's dope. And listen, if you know the history about this podcast, you know Mateo plays two games. I play all of two games. All of two games. Three. FIFA, three. We'll give him three. He's, okay. he's, he's advancing. He's officially a gamer. He has a collection. Yep. He has a style. Yep. He plays FIFA, yep. the legendary Kingdom Hearts series, yep. and the greatest game series of all time, Halo. Halo. He's beaten all of them. Four and a half of them. Handedly. Because five doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> My man's been so adamant about this. I love and, it. Am I wrong? You're though? not a real gamer until you have a controversial opinion. And it's not really that con- it's not really controversial. He's right. Five doesn't really count. You do what you want at five. Um, but Mateo's interested about this game, and we need to talk about it. Because... Anything that's got Mateo interested in gaming must be dope. Yeah, and, um, and honestly, and what intrigued me was how they described it. It's so, first of all, it is called Splitgate yeah, uh, yeah. Arena Warfare, yeah, yeah. and they describe it as uh, a Halo and Portal shooter. Yeah, if you look, go look up Arena Splitgate. It looks honestly like if you've. If it's kind of a combination of what's been going on in the gaming scene for a while. It's a floating stage arena shooter, kind of like the game Cliff Bosinski was trying to make. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Badlands, something about bad guys. Anyway, really, really, really cool concept. You have a portal creator, essentially, um, that can make portals for you to go where here and there, and you just jump through them, run through them, close them, open them. And then there's Halo-like weapons. Honestly, the sniper looks exactly like the Halo 2 sniper. Honestly, the... The rocket launcher also. The stage designs and the character builds are almost exactly like Halo. I want to do some research, because I would not be surprised if this is a bunch of Halo fans who got together and made something like that. But there's, like, there's a video that I saw really quick. Dude jumps down, opens up a portal, there's a rocket coming at him, he opens a portal behind him, steps side, opens another portal, guy gets blown up by his own (laughs) rocket. That is that is so high. Yeah, man. like that's the kind of trickery that it, like that I want to see. That's the kind of trickery I'm trying to ensue. That's what I'm trying to partake in. Good luck because I looked at it and I'm like, I'm gonna get demolished. Yeah, I'm like, so awesome. Oh right yeah, I'm, I'm trash. Like, <laughs> honestly, do you know what I play on for? Like, I honestly don't play on like whatever it is critical like on Halo. Honestly, legendary. I, oh, that, is that what it is? Yeah, it's called yeah, legendary. It, it's been so long. You see how often I play, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. I can't tell you the last time I played like PvP. Actually, no, I can't. Three years ago, Halo Reach online. Oh yeah. Apparently, like after even after like the game is just like like the studio's like, we don't care about this. The people that are still on there are really good. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's how you know the pe- the people who stay on a game after developers have moved on are the ones who really play the game, and that's when you know you really, really like ran you stepped into it. Yeah. I walked into a game one time and I was like all right, cool. You know, I was, I don't know what had happened. I just stepped back into like Halo. I think it was Halo Reach. I was like, 
Alright, cool. I got in there, got one kill, real easy. I literally died every single time since then. I think it was like 1 in 59. I was like, okay, it's time to delete this game off of my Xbox because yeah. I'm washed. Yeah, across five games, uh, five or six games that I played, I probably got a total of seven kills. Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely. I remember the days when I was like a Halo fiend and I was really into it. And I was I was torturing everyone at this house, and I was decent online. But yeah, no, those days have definitely left. Like my whole muscle memory is just dead. Yeah. I pick up the controller. The controller's like, "Are you sure about this? Yeah. Do you, do you really want to do this? Yeah. You sure you don't want to play snowboard kids, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so you go to back to the Nintendo, play 1080. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Skate four, anyone? In the skate four, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> my elite controller is like, you should definitely play solitaire before you think about playing Halo. Right. Yo, Minesweeper. Your text message that day uh, during uh, E3. I'm telling like, you, man. Skate four. Like, like yeah, no, no. don't bear my emotions. We not. We not about to do this right now. All right, uh, cool, ladies and gentlemen. It comes the meat and potatoes of the show, <laughs> which it's. We say meat and potatoes, but I'm pretty sure as of right now, I'm the only one that's actually seen it. Facts. Yes. So Mateo's going to break down Ant-Man, and we're going to discuss how we feel about it. I wasn't uh, going to see it. I, like, I, my plan was not until this weekend. You want to you be out on the spoiler cast? Or you want to I mean, just, you can, we can just go ahead and talk about it. You can go ahead and just like look for it. Or look for whatever. All right. I mean, that's up to you. Uh, so I, I said I'm fine with I, it. I'm fine with it being spoiled. I didn't see the first Ant-Man, um, which is a mistake yeah. on my part. I actually didn't Dude, see... Yeah, I didn't see Thor Ragnarok, a mistake on my part. I watched yeah. it on Netflix. I watched it back-to-back twice. It's yeah. that good. Yeah. Really so nice. I'm definitely slipping up. Because honestly, like, Ant-Man's not my favorite. No, Thor, no, I don't no, really no, care I, about. I can't fault you on Thor because the second one was just Oh, my so goodness. Bad. But I'm surprised after the hype that it started getting that you didn't... Yeah, and again, I just, I, 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 it just, it happened at that point where I was like, I'm not really interested in this, and then it got so much hype, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'll wait for the hype to die down, and then as soon as the hype died down, I moved on to something else. Black Panther. Yeah, so. And then you go back and watch it, and you're like, well, I probably should have listened. Like, I mean, obviously, you've not seen it. Yeah, no, again, with Ragnarok, I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. You watch, you watch Avengers, you're just like, yo, wait a minute, how did, how did, (laughs) wait a minute, so. Explain this to me. Yeah, no, I'm going to go. If it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. If it's not, I'll find it. Yeah, I don't know if Ant-Man's on there, but it, yeah, it's really good. I, I go watch the first Ant-Man. But I think, yeah, I'll I'll sit yeah. out on this. All right, so Rafiki, give them your handles. Give them your internet stuff so they know where to find you. Is it on private, though? <laughs> if you've been rocking with us for a minute, that's an inside joke. Brick joke. Go for it. <laughs> uh, you can find me, Black Rafiki 30 on all social medias, Twitter, Facebook, yeah, actually, I think it is labeled like that, like for the URL on Facebook, uh, and Instagram. So, whoa, my man, you're on Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh yeah, that's right. I saw the picture over posted. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes I listen. You're like, who is it? You literally, your social media presence has the basketball presence of my boy um, from Curacao Basket. You're literally on the court, but sometimes we don't know you're there. You are the Kirk. I mean, I don't. You don't have the skills of Kuriko, but you have the social media pieces of Kuriko on a basketball court. Until we start hooping, and then you know he might bulk up a little bit. But like, my man's still on Facebook though. Yeah. I, again, I'm proud of you, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their thing. I I just naturally draw the Twitter. Like yeah, you Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Facebook's your thing. But we can't fault you on that. All right, guys. Oh. At this point, we're gonna go ahead and throw out the spoiler cast. 
Um, if you have not seen Ant-Man and Wasp yet, this is your opportunity to pause the podcast, go and watch it, come back and listen to what we have to say. Uh, or if you don't care about that and you just want to hear what happens, you want to hear our take on it, or my take rather, you've been warned. So last call, spoilers. So Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. Um, trailers look good. I know they're chasing ghosts who um, has similar technology. From my understanding of like the comic book world and what goes on. So Ghost has similar technology to Ant-Man and Wasp, but Ghost is a bit unstable and not only is like Ghost unstable, like and you have to correct me based on what the movie says, Ghost is mentally unstable, but the suit is also unstable. Is that similar to what they do in the movie? Close, but not quite. Okay, cool. The suit sustains her more so than, like, because her body's the one that's physically, like, like phasing in and out of the Mm -hmm. the quantum state or the quantum uh, phases. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the suit kind of holds her together, but obviously it's not, like, a finite fix. Yeah. So, yeah, that's also dealing with, like, uh, mentally you can see her, like, devolving and, like, uh, not devolving, but like seeing her being reduced to like just like pure Basic carnage and instinct, just like whatever she can to survive. Uh, I really like this. It was a really great sequel. Um, probably just as funny or a little bit funnier than the first one. Um, I think this was a good way to incorporate uh, what is happening in Scott Lang. His, his time post Civil War, uh, and just to quickly um, course correct and justify uh, where this is at, it kind of is running alongside Infinity War at this point in time. So it is not directly after um, Civil War, like some people were suggesting, mm-hmm. uh, because at this point uh, Scott is under house arrest when we first see him. Uh, I think they showed that in the previews as well. But he's been under house arrest for nearly two years. or So it would have been three years since Civil War? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, about, yeah. So he had one year in jail, then he had two years of probation. And he's almost up with his two years of probation. He has like three days left uh, is when we first find him. So uh, this is running alongside the timeline of Infinity War, if that helps anyone kind of gauge where this is at. Um, because of this, like, of what happened in Germany, he is not in contact with, uh, Hank or, uh... Anyone from the movie, basically. Yeah. Well, him and Luis and T.I. Luis! And my boy T.I. <laughs> I forgot T.I. was in the first one. <laughs> and he just showed him, I was like, yo. Uh, but, like, all the guys that he was uh, in jail with, essentially, and they got out together. They formed a small business uh, called XCon Security and Services and stuff like that. And Hilarious. They sell, and they sell, like, home security. Uh, so he's in contact with them, but in terms of, like, Hank and then his daughter, he doesn't really have contact with them for the first part of the movie or whatever because they're pissed at him for taking the suit to Germany and then getting caught. And then now he's under house arrest. And then, obviously, the FBI is, like, looking at him, trying to catch Hake uh, at the same time. Uh, so there's just, like, a lot happening in Scott's life. And then, like, you, there's opening, like, with his daughter where he's hanging out. He can't leave his house. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say? To me, everything you're saying, it sounds like 
the same exact formula they used for Deadpool 2, except this is the PG-13 version. I have not seen Deadpool 2, so I would not be able to accurately equate that. Yeah, okay, well, I'm going to go see it, and I'm, I'm, again, again, just based on what I'm hearing from you, mm-hmm. it sounds like the exact same formula for for, for, for Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. except this is the PG-13 version. Yeah. It's a family movie, things go on, there's a lot of group people in and out, but he finds out who his core friends are and believes in himself and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, one of the things is, uh, obviously, what really kicks everything off, because it started a bit slow, but everything that kicks off is that uh, he's, like getting ready or he's like sitting in the tub or whatever and then he has like this dream of uh this woman like opening up and play hide and seek with like this little girl like opens up and sees a cabinet turns out he's like somehow subconsciously connecting with uh crap i keep forgetting her name uh hank's daughter i don't know couldn't tell you yeah uh but Essentially, with her mom, who, as we know, is went to the quantum realm uh, some time ago when she was the wasp and Hank was Ant Man, mm-hmm. and so we find out that she, there's a possibility she's alive, and then this confirms it because he uh, hope, hope? Yeah. yes hope because uh, Hank and Hope were experimenting. Like Hank had had the theory that she might still be alive after Scott went to the quantum realm. In the first Ant-Man, and then came, uh, like, pretty much ascent, willed himself back into uh, his enlarged and, like, normal state. But then that opens up a gateway, connects with her, and then they realize they need Scott in order to get uh, to uh, Hope's mom. Yeah, yeah. And that's essentially the premise of their end of it. Now, Ghost comes into play. Because Ghost has been tracking them for some time. She had a quantum realm accident uh, some time ago, which you find out there's a pretty good twist because Hank used to have a partner named Bill. Oh. And he worked on the Goliath Project, which is uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Fish, okay. And so Bill, that's who he is, was out of college. Apparently, Hank was more or less just a dick when he was young. This sounds believable. But uh, he uh, essentially got Bill kicked off of the project and discredited for like a lot of the work that they okay, did. Okay, okay, yeah, I remember seeing that. Stuff. I remember seeing them having the argument on one of the extended trailers. Yeah. Uh, and so when they go to him, like first he's like, well, Bill might know something, but Hank's having his reservations because he's still holding like those feelings or whatever. But that's where you get that funny scene where it's just like, He's like, I worked on the Goliath project. He's like, really? How big you get? 20 feet. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what about you? He's like, nah, nah. I was like, come on. He's like, he's like, honestly, honestly, 64 feet. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, well, come to find out, Bill and Ghost are working together. Oh, yeah. Bill, you sneaky. Well, and not because of like he's underhanded or evil, but because he has essentially been fostering Ghost as his own daughter. Oh, okay. When he found her, she had already had her accident with the quantum realm, and so she's phasing in and out of these quantum states. And so and he's so, trying to do a good thing. Yeah. Like, in his own mind, he's trying to do a good thing for like to like make things right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's essentially his character development throughout the entire thing. Um, while she's slowly going off the rails, and there's even a point where Scott, Hope, and... Uh, Hank are captured 
And she is saying, like, uh, will they escape? And she's like, well, we may not be able to touch him. But while they're... <laughs> bless Ant-Man for their comedic, like, sense of timing. But after they're, they're tied up and they have all their phones, like, on this table. But then he has, like, this obnoxious ringtone that's going off. And it's his daughter calling. Oh. <laughs> and so then it obviously it's like as Bill's like talking to them, it just like rings. And then he tries to ignore it. Rings like four or five times. And he's like, who is it? He's like, sorry, that's me. I think he's like, oh, it says he's like, who is it? And he says his daughter. He's like, oh, he's like, it's it's an emergency or whatever because she's at 911 and text. And she opens it. She's like, I can't find my soccer shoes. <laughs> 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 and so then... Uh, and after that, she's like, well, we can't touch him, but he has a daughter. And he's like, no, I will not have any part of it. If you touch her, his daughter, I will not help you. And so he kind of has that fine That moment, yeah, yeah, that moment, yeah. Which, again, Marvel has been really good about, like, with, uh, with Spider-Man Homecoming, the villain wasn't just a villain for the sake of being a villain. With um, Black Panther... Same thing. They've been really like rounding out their characters, so there isn't there's more gray than ever before, which mm-hmm. DC hasn't figured out, um, except for you know the greatest Batman movie of all time. Yeah. Um, but no, that sounds really good. My big question, and I think the one question we want to end the podcast on, um, and then going forward we'll discuss what are the implications for obviously Thanos winning. Mm-hmm. And then Captain Marvel coming through. Okay, so the Captain Marvel one's not quite overt. It's still open-ended on that particular uh, portion. But seeing that it's running alongside Infinity War, um, we don't truly see how it comes into play till the post-credit scene. Uh, so there are two post-credit scenes. One of them uh, involving how everything ties into them. There's one where that's more comedic. Um, so... Obviously, revolving around the storyline of getting Hope's mom mm-hmm. uh, out of the quantum realm, mm-hmm. they are successful in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she turns out to be like, because uh, she spent essentially like 30 to 40 years in there, uh, she she described it as somewhat of an evolution for her. So she's actually able to heal Ghost uh, in her like quantum phasing. And so she becomes stable. She becomes, like, physical. So she's no longer, like, moving back and forth between those states. Now that we don't know if she's still able to, like, at least harness those powers a little bit where she can willfully phase through stuff, but it's no longer happening, like, against hey, her yeah, will. Against her will, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that's kind of like a character shift because she's no longer just, like, the antagonist. You can see that bit of redemption happening at the end for both her and Bill. So they save her... And then, actually, the post credit scene, Scott is uh, diving again into the quantum realm because they built kind of like a portal to do that, but they built a smaller one. Okay. And so this post credit scene is showing Scott, he's going in to get uh, some more of that quantum energy because even though she, they, she did fix her, it's not like permanent. Okay. It just kind of helps him. So they're taking more samples to create like a, a stable, consistent solution or like a permanent solution. So he dives in there, and while he's in there, he's like, all right, guys, I got it. Uh, go ahead and bring me back out. Radio silence. They were killed off by Thanos. Oh! So now Scott's trapped in the quantum realm. Uh, Hank, 
Hope and uh, Hope's mom are dead. Wow. This is interesting. Yes. So, that explains that. So, Hank does survive the reckoning. Hank does not. No, my bad. Um, Scott. Scott survives. Because he's in the quantum quantum realm realm. and it operates differently, he does survive. Ooh. Okay. That's going to be really interesting. And, And so then, like, that... It opens up so many questions about, like, how does he then get, get out, out of the? How uh, does he get out of the quantum realm? It are because we know Bill and Ghost are still. Uh, I think they refer to her as Ava. I think mm-hmm. that's her name. Uh, are still around as they're getting that quantum energy for her. Are they killed off by Thanos? Are they the ones that recognize that we haven't heard from Scott and the crew? Like, what's happening? So, do they are they the ones that reach out to Scott? Or are they the ones that reach out to Tony to help bring Scott back? Um, the other thing, the other p- thing that are theorizing, I've spoken with a couple of people uh, who are really big into the Marvel movies that have read up on it. Is has Captain Marvel spent some time in the quantum realm? Uh, is is that why she hasn't really aged? Because we know the Captain Marvel movie is supposed to be back in the seventies. 40s? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, a, I thought it was the 70s. The 70s? So it's supposed to be back in the 70s, but the point we're getting, it's like she's still essentially like in her prime physically. Um, so does, then, that, does that mean like she, she's either like carbon frozen or where she like spent time in the quantum realm that has like a connection so it can help them reach Scott? But the point is, our boy Scott is stuck. Someone has to recognize that he is missing and they need to find a way to get him out. <sighs> and then, oh, apparently, no, Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Oh, the 90s? Yeah, apparently it's in the 90s. Um, but then here's the other thing. Once they do, when and if they do get Scott out, do they then use the quantum portal that they have created as an imprisonment tool? Or do they use it as a tool... I mean, because that, now that, bringing in the quantum space, like, literally just adds another weapon to the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Um, They could use it as a, basically, a jail. Um, Again, if you don't know, DC also has a quantum zone. That's where Superman sends a bunch of his villains. Yeah, the Phantom Zone. The Phantom Zone, Quantum Zone, same thing. So, a bunch of Superman villains are locked up in the Quantum Zone, Phantom Zone. So, is that going to be their way of, like... Stopping Thanos temporarily? I Could no, that be? I mean, that poses more questions than answers, but it's I have, a good way to I think I have... About it. I'm not sure, because as of right now, everyone is of the mindset, following the Avengers movie, that the definitive end to them winning is killing Thanos. Which is... Because of... Which Cap does, in the, again, Captain America does in the comic books. Again, he's alive, so yeah. it makes sense that and they're going it, and, in that direction. And as of right now, Marvel's not afraid to go dark. Like, we saw the opening scene for uh, Avengers, where mm-hmm. there are just bodies everywhere. everywhere. Thanos was dropping people left and right. Thor told him, he's like, I will get my revenge. We see the brutal wound as he throws uh, his axe yeah. at him. And then Thanos says, should have gone for the head. I can see the ending where uh, Thor is like, this time I won't miss kind of thing. I think 
I that's what I'm hoping they're going towards, but I don't like. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see them go the route of imprisoning. They, they could, the they could, they could do the imprisonment. They could do the Captain America thing. They could do the Thor thing. And then what they could do is basically what I've been calling the unification theory. Mm-hmm. They bring it takes both Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man in one coordinated attack. To kill Thanos. Again, I think it still ends in the death of Thanos, but it's just like Captain America has to get over this thing where he doesn't kill people. Tony and Captain America have to get over their grudges, and it's probably Thor are like placing himself as the new, like, hey, both of you shut up, we're doing this. We've lost too much already. We're doing this. Cap, I get it. Yeah, 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 you're 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 a good guy, but this guy is too much. Tony, get over yourself. Yeah. Let's do this. So I could I could see I could see Captain America stepping in as a leader. I could see Tony stepping in as a leader. I could see Thor stepping in as a leader. But I I kind of like the whole Triforce coming together to being able to overcome the greatest evil they have because we don't know the images of, of after um, Thanos going to his home world or whatever are a bit unclear. We can't tell if the Infinity Gauntlet is damaged or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's damaged. A lot of people say it's not. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, there's still so many questions on how that comes into play, um, especially considering that uh, all we really know is that Ant-Man's going to be the key or part of the key. So him and Captain Marvel to defeat Thanos. So does that specifically mean the quantum realm? More mm-hmm. than likely. Probably. Uh so we'll just have to see how that plays out, especially with uh, Captain Marvel. That's coming out February? Yeah. February. And then late, I think they're shooting for April or May is when uh, Avengers 4 is set to come out just a few months later. Yeah. Marvel doing big things. Marvel doing big things. Our, uh, my personal favorite, DC, really not making any splashes, not really making any moves besides uh, Wonder Woman 2. And their solo movies, they need to redeem themselves after that debacle. Isn't that Aquaman supposed to come out a few, little bit? I think so, but they're really not pushing it. Yeah, they have not. They haven't really been pushing they it. They might be doing something at San Diego Comic Con. I hope they do, because right now, I haven't heard any traffic about Aquaman. Yeah. Um, the biggest, actually, the biggest traffic I keep hearing about is Wonder Woman, too. Um, yeah. Again, it's just kind of one of their biggest, like, she's kind of become one of their biggest properties, mm-hmm. uh, just because how good the first one was. Um, and how mediocre Batman movies have been in the yeah. past. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I'm excited for it. But uh, I will say, uh, in terms of the Ant-Man, because of its comedic hilariousness, uh, the other post-credit scene, which you have to... St- so the, the thing that they did was, the one with uh, that ties everything to Avengers was the mid-credit scene. Okay, and, and then the credit scene, scene is a, was more... It was the more comedic relief. Really. Okay, so as we said, Scott was... Uh, confined to his house and it's crazy everything happened within three days and he still managed to pull one over like the fbi and get off parole uh by the end of it like get cleared for it like not being even though he grew to like a hundred feet in the middle of like wherever he is whether like san francisco or yeah, like, whatever, san francisco, whatever it is uh still manages to get away with it still get off parole Within three days. <laughs> That's what blows my mind. But anyway, so when Hank and Hope first pulled him out of his house, they actually enlarged an ant to, like, that tracked his habits throughout the day and had his uh, ankle monitor on and just essentially did that for those three days. That's hilarious. <laughs> and so at the very end, after everyone's all gone, we just, like, see, like, a tour of Scott's house as everything's going on. 
and then you just zoom in and you just see like this ant playing like drum hero or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fire. Coming through in the clutch. Yeah. But it was, overall, it was, really, it was a really good movie. Uh, I'd, got, I'd give it a B plus solid A. A B plus solid A? Okay, cool. I'm, uh, I'm going to find time to go see it. I have, a, I have a busy schedule, but I'll find time to go sneak off and see it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we always want to thank you so much for listening to Even More About Nothing, the podcast where we sometimes talk about something, a lot of times we end up talking about nothing. We appreciate you sticking with us over these last few years. You know, we're growing, we're evolving. You know, we discovered ourselves, the Canteen Boys, always come alive in the always. daytime. Uh, especially since Timmy Tonga has abandoned us and Rafiki just doesn't like us But he's contractually obligated to be here somewhere. At least once a month for at least an hour. Timmy Tonga, we have the paperwork. We got the receipts. Um, No, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for being with us, growing with us, and allowing us to just be ourselves. And be sure to follow us on all our social media. Uh, As we stated, the uh, Twitter is Evan Podcast. Uh, The Instagram is that as well. Uh, kicking off some, uh, planning some new stuff for that, so tune in, tap it. Make sure you turn on post notifications. There's like this little arrow next to the follow button. Yeah, yeah. Hit that drop down. No, not that one. Yes, that one. Yeah, that one. And then there's uh, turn on post notifications. So go ahead and do that because we'll have some cool stuff coming that way. And we're also on Facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. If you and don't know, that's how we usually get our blast out. We post everything on Facebook when everything's uploaded. So that way, if you're not a Facebook user, we do tweet out the links, but it's probably going to direct you through Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, you know, you don't want to talk to Grandma, that's fine. Just go ahead, follow our page. You get the notification. You can click on the thing and get the link yeah. to the podcast. Or you can go straight to the source for the podcast stuff because we are on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Even more about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and follow us on there. Yeah, yeah. And then you can like the links. You can leave a comment there when you find a really funny part. So, like, if you love the Canteen Boys, like, as soon as you hear Canteen Boys, everyone just go ahead and comment Canteen Boys. Canteen Boys. Because we're all your, Canteen Boys. Get your bowl of rice. Yeah. Get a little flask. Not like a... Like a like an alcoholic flask, but like the round one yeah, that yeah. people carry in the Sahara Desert sometimes yeah, yeah. with camelbacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, comic canteen boys every time. Uh, that no, the gourd's like the big one. Okay, cool. So that's still a canteen. Can- no, I say canteen. Like I'm trying to explain a canteen, but I can't use the word canteen. To yeah, you can't explain the word canteen. Explain canteen. You're right. Yeah. So grab a flask. <laughs> Get you a flask. But also, um, we're also on iTunes. We're also on iTunes. So be sure to subscribe to that one. Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Yeah, leave reviews on there. Let us know. Like, we'll shout you out. Definitely will. And um, speaking of shout outs, boom. I want to give a special shout out to SK Manor Hill on Instagram. They're a clothing brand. They, uh, they, uh, I just like their page because I like some of the stuff they were doing. And the owner, let me give him a personal shout out. Dominic S. That's all I know about him. Gave your boy a 10% discount on some clothes so I could stay fly. So Pink Polo Mookie can always stay alive and come alive in the daytime. You know what? So shout out to SK Manor Hill. Who do you want to give a shout out to? Give me shout outs. Uh, As you know, Canteen Boys, the rest of the E-Man crew are based in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For those of you that don't know us personally and those that just happen to listen because for some reason you're especially you're those of you in China like we really appreciate you guys we don't get it uh, but we love it is, is Ni Hao is that, is that we hope so yeah that's high not, not to be like marginally offensive but we just want to say we appreciate you guys but in Kansas City a new store just opened up yeah yeah uh, the main KC marketplace yeah so there's a lot of local brands that now have a marketplace for people to go and to shop and these are all brands not only like created by, but owned by Kansas City locals. It's going to be at the Country Club Plaza, 
Mm-hmm. And they're going to have a grand opening soon. We don't know the dates of that I yet. I think they actually are having their grand opening, like, this weekend. This weekend? Like, they have a spot. Like, we're recording on Saturday, like, today, where you can go and meet some of the creators of the booths they have. Yeah. Like, they, they have an ice cream parlor in there. They have a cafe. They have a boba tea spot. They have a Fire. bar that is open and functioning right now. So... And then, yes, I have a... We want to give a special shout-out to Made Mob. Mark, JP, other JP, Skyler, and the rest of the crew over there. Yes, they have two JPs, two JPs. on staff. <laughs> Shout out to Made Mob. I've been rocking with them ever since they were doing shows in Lawrence, Kansas. They were literally, these guys have literally been selling like t shirts, dope designs out of the trunk of their car. They've literally been mixtape rappers. They've used the mixtape rappers to honestly become one of the most powerhouse streetwear brands in Kansas City. I love those guys. They're so dope. Check out their stuff at the KC Marketplace. They also have a store downtown. Um, I think it's on 14th and Main. Yeah. Yeah, 14th and Main. Yeah. Made Mob, M-A-D-E-M-O-B-B, Make and Destroy Everything. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been but a pleasure. We just want to say this is a paid sponsorship. It's not. These are just people that we find really dope. Yes. And we would just want to shout it out because and, yeah. what you doing if you're not contributing to your city? Facts. And that's the thing. We, are, we don't get paid for anything. We'd probably pay for more for anything, <laughs> especially with my shoe addiction. But we do... We're about the culture. It's not coming out of our budget. It's not because there is no budget. The budget boys, are, the budget boys are missing right if now. If you've been rocking us, you know we've been looking for an accountant. Facts. And our regular accountant can't be our regular accountant, but you know. Because Caleb might have marginally offended him. Facts. But shout out to our tax guy. He's being legit. He's still, he's still cool. He'll do our taxes, but I don't know if he'll be our accountant. Right. We're just gonna, we're gonna ride this out. Who needs an ending? We're yes. just gonna ride this. Yeah. Out. We're just going on on the way. But yeah, be sure you're following us also on our, all our company stuff. Uh, white noise. LLC. That's the handle. It's W-H-I-T-N-O-I-Z LLC. That's where you'll see a lot of more updates and more shows that are coming out. We do have a lot of changes that are coming up. If you listen to our last episode, uh, we talked about some of those changes. That's probably the most transparent you'll see from a small business. Facts. Just a couple guys around a uh, mic talking about a podcast. Yeah. Talk about um, failures and retrying and trying again and retrying. And then, uh, you know what? That's, that's honestly the note I want to leave on is if you love something, whether it's paying or not, if you truly love something, just go after it. Do it. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be moments when you quit. But if like you only lose if you quit. That's the truth about it. With this podcast, we don't make any money. We spend way more money, but like we love it so much. And like it's never a loss because we just grow. We learn about ourselves. We've discovered talents and skills about ourselves and been able to stretch ourselves and grow more than we ever would have if we'd never had this podcast. Yeah. So again... Thank you for allowing us to do that. We appreciate you more than you will ever know. Yeah. And then thank you for sticking with yeah. us. Actually, on the like the P-S-S-S-S-S-S, at this point, that's where we're at. If you do appreciate what's been going on here on our podcast, go ahead, tweet at us. Let us know your favorite moments. What do you appreciate about it? If you feel like there are other people that appreciate this, share this with them. And on that note, we are finally signing off. Just the Canteen Boys. Started or ending just like we started, not necessarily how we started, but how we wanted to start. Nothing but illustrious, the most illustrious host, this side of the Milky Way. Okay. Canteen Boys signing off. Yeah, yeah. Have a good day. Yeah. Or a week. We're not can- we're not New Yorkers. We gotta find. What's the Kansas City equivalent of a year? Hope. Hope. Oh! <laughs> no, no, you can't yell. No, we no, can't do that. Oh. No. We'll figure it out. Oh, oh. Let, me, let me squeeze by you real quick. Oh, oh. 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 let me squeeze oh. by you real quick. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs>